Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Thanks for being here. Welcome, welcome, friends. I am so glad to be back for episode three of the Homestead Journey. Today, our episode is the first one in the series, Moving Across the Country, and we're titling this one, A Leap of Faith. Um, Real quick before I get into this episode, wanted to give a recap. So last week, I talked to you guys about how we were getting our foundation fixed, and we were so excited. It was happening the day the podcast released. Um, That did not happen. The contractor ended up ghosting us. I honestly hope he's okay. I cannot get a hold of him. He responded to me Tuesday that he would be out, and then he just stopped responding to my texts, stopped, just wouldn't even read them, and is no longer talking to me. So very bizarre. Um, I get people are busy. I don't, this is just a level of unprofessionalism that I have never experienced before. But when I talked about it on Instagram, a lot of, a lot of people reached out and said that they had literally the same thing happen to them where someone came out, gave them an epi- uh, an estimate, scheduled it to happen and then didn't. And I, my husband was talking to his father and he said, a lot of times contractors do that because then they have you on the line if they need it. But if they find another job that is either easier or they can make more on, they will just ditch the first job and move on to the second. So I'm assuming that maybe something like that happened to us. So I was lamenting on Instagram about that. And lo and behold, my amazing realtor, Heather, who found us this house, she um, messaged me and said, I will look into contractors in this area and I will let you know on Monday. And so she did that over the weekend. She messaged me this morning. And I called, got a free estimate. Um, They're coming out on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday to do the free estimate. So, and it was, I looked into this company, hardcore, reputable company, lots of five-star reviews, um, lots of honest reviews. So, so excited for Heather. She also, her brother is an electrician and he's coming back from the, I believe the oil fields in Texas. And he is going to be home soon and he can possibly run the electricity to the shop for us. Um, Charles and I are very good at DIYs. We love a good challenge. But foundation on our house where we have to jack it up or running huge wires to rewire a whole shop just seems a little out of our comfort zone. And we would rather give that to the professionals. So um, didn't happen when we had thought. But the, the probably the best part about it all is I was feeling very rushed to do the bathroom like I was trying to find tile and I was trying to find a vanity and what should I get for this and this and this. And it was adding up really quickly. I didn't order anything like I feel I feel like God it was just it was a god thing as far as like Travis is like did you order it yet and I said not yet I just can't push I just can't push purchase yet I just can't do it and um come to find out I didn't need to and we have no idea when we're gonna get the bathroom done and I had to message our plumber and say you know that our contractor ended up not working out and so he I told him when we can we will message him again but now I have the ability to thrift a little bit more, go antiquing, do some online searching to hopefully not spend as much money and just feel like I can breathe a little bit when creating the space and it's not so rushed. So overall, you know, yes, I would have loved to be sitting in a house with new foundation talking to you today, but there is good things that happen out of bad and that is one of them is I can breathe a little bit and work on my design a little bit more. So 
we're good there. So let's just get into the beginning of this whole thing when um, God was telling me it was time to move. So directly after uh, I felt that in January of 2020, I knew that it was time to start looking. Initially, we were thinking Texas. So how um, I basically did this was I just kind of broke it down by, okay, what is important to our family? What are we trying to gain in this move? We're not just moving to be moved laterally just to somewhere else because we're doing this to step up in our lives and to um, allow us the opportunity to do something that we want to do more of, which was we wanted to have more of a homestead, more of a farm with animals. I wanted to have way bigger gardens than I had before. I wanted the um, ability to can more and harvest larger and to be able to make this little ecosystem um, for our family in this. And then I also can, wanted to continue to homeschool my kids. I wanted to have the freedom to do that and not a state that had rigorous rules in regards to that. We also want the opportunity for Travis to be able to quit his job um, in the future if possible. But at the beginning, we did need there to be a Kroger close by because of the loan process and how you how it all works out, which I can get to that more in a different episode. You, he needed to have a transfer letter saying that we could move for a loan. Now, if you weren't getting a loan, then you don't need to do that. We, we looked at property where we wouldn't have had to have a loan, but ultimately we went with the property that we have now, um, which we do have a, a small loan on. So um, it just kind of, you have to really break everything down. We also wanted enough property to be able to gift and leave to our children. Um, you know, there's, there's something to be said for leaving them with financial things. That's great. Um, it's another thing as well to leave them with the gift of land. I feel like land is so precious. Um, what's the song, you know, God made, dirt and he didn't make any more of it and so by dirt that was just something that was really on our hearts we wanted to be able to give that to our children and hopefully um and more selfish <laughs> as a mother i wanted to say oh look you know we have enough acreage you could live over here and we could build your house here never in a million years did i believe that we would be getting 120 acres we were looking at more in the 25 to 30 range at least 10 um but 120 is way more, I mean, it's amazing, but it's more than we had even initially ever looked at. But I wanted the ability to be able, all of us to live close um, if if the kids wanted to do that. I wanted that to be an option that, that was available to them. I also said previously, I really, we did not love the winters. We're not winter people. We're not winter sports people. We just don't take advantage of it. We would much rather have a longer growing season and be able to be active outdoors more with our animals. Plus, you have to think in terms of we want to be able to have some cattle and things like that. And so a longer growing season means less purchase of hay and materials as far as that goes. We'll have a lot of pasture. And so that kind of cuts down on costs in the future as well when you look at it when you break it down of, oh, do we have six months that we have to purchase hay or do we have maybe three to four months? And that can, especially right now with the prices of fuel and everything, like that's a huge chunk of savings um, in this area. So it's just, you really have to take the time to, and it's not all going to come to you at once. You'll be doing something and it'll jog your memory or it'll just kind of make you think, oh, this should, I should add this to my list of what is important when we move or things to think about when you move and then just really start doing research. And so when we were initially looking in Texas, that was before the pandemic happened and prices were so 
good. But as the pandemic progressed and things changed, and I call it like the great move of 2020, 2021, um, prices skyrocketed in Texas. It was insane. Things that I had been looking at initially in January through July that were like 250000 for a nice house, you know, not huge, but a nice house on like 10 acres, 15, were all of a sudden 400 $450,000. I mean, they jumped more than 50% some of the time. And so these things that seemed completely accessible to, accessible to us at the beginning, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's it's getting to be as bad as in, as in Washington where our house was worth double what we initially paid for it as well. So um, that was kind of worrisome. <laughs> and I was freaking out a little bit because I was like, my gosh, maybe this is something that we're not going to be able to do. And then you question things. Um, but Instead of just, I feel like where there's a will, there's a way. And if God's telling you how to do something, then he's going to provide the ways to do that. But you have to be open to looking outside the box. And so I expanded my search range from Texas and I said, okay, what other states are kind of comparable to that that I would be okay with looking at? And so I was looking at Ohio. I was looking at um, North Carolina, South Carolina. We were looking a little bit in Florida. We were looking at Oklahoma. I mean, I really was just kind of looking all over and seeing, okay, what can you get for the price that we want to spend? Um, and then what are the laws and things in those states? And what came back over and over again, people were just talking about it, how good Tennessee was. And when I looked at the growing season in the range, yes, they do sometimes get mild winters here. I think I looked it up, the average um, for snow was about two inches. Uh, so I was like, okay, I can do a small winter because I do love the fall. I do love the spring. Winter is just a little much. So I was like, if we can shorten that winter span and still have a gorgeous fall and still have a beautiful spring, then I would definitely be down with that. And it was just more confirmation that every time I talked to someone, it would just be weird. I'd be at like a birthday party and my and someone would mention, oh, they're talking about moving possibly to Tennessee. And someone would always know someone who knew someone who moved to Tennessee and loved it or went to this section of Tennessee and absolutely thought it was amazing. And I did not have one story that was given to me of someone who moved to Tennessee, hated it, and left. It was all just like, they loved it. It was amazing. This was great. And so again, I just kind of took that as confirmation of, okay, this is a relatively similar growing, like we're in a different zone. Yes, we're definitely warmer here. But if you could be apart as much as you can, like as far away as we are from Washington, there is still a lot of similarities, which I liked because then there is that that taste of home that it's not completely different than what you were used to before. And so we really sunk in and just started researching Tennessee um, very hard. And so that was probably about, I would say with all of this I'm telling you about right now, it's about a year of just research of Texas to, oh my gosh, maybe not Texas to Tennessee. And then we were getting pressure from family like, are you going to go down? Are you going to look at it? Are you going to check things out? But for us, when we were when we were thinking about that, we had no specific spot. We didn't know if we were going to be in Knoxville, which is on one side of the state, or if we were going to be more towards Memphis, which is on, on the completely opposite side of the state. We didn't know if we wanted to be more by Nashville. And so it seemed silly and a waste of money to fly down to where to what spot I was looking at houses everywhere I had Zillow favorites all over the state so why would I just pick one and go check out there and then not be able to see the other and we didn't financially we weren't able to be able to be like oh let's take a week and tour Tennessee if you have that ability to do that a hundred percent go ahead and try that that was not something that we had an option to do 
And so I just felt it was dumb for us in our situation to go down there. I, I figured let's really delve into research more, find a few houses, um, and then we ended up flying down after we'd already made the offer on our house. But that's like further on. But so I just did a lot of research and just a lot of talking every night. We would turn on the show. It was, you know, wintertime for half of this, I guess. And uh, I would just be on Zillow and I would send things to Travis and I would send things. We have like a family group text and I would send things to the family and they would kind of give their ideas and options. And after a while, I kind of didn't do it to the family as much because there was a lot of sadness and um, a lot of our family did not want us to move. It was not something that they thought either that we should do. Not that they weren't supportive, but they were just they didn't want us to go. You know, we had a good life. We were close to all of them, birthdays, everything. And so they just, they didn't want us to go, which, you know, you can't blame them. There's no hard feelings over that. Um, but it just, it clouded our judgment a little bit. So we ended up, unless there was something we really loved or I was feeling spicy that night, I just didn't really send too much out. It was mostly just me and Travis looking at things together. Um, and as we were doing this, God was really moving in Travis's heart because he said he was down for the move, but then there was a lot of doubt or questioning that would come up. And he's been the financial provider for our family since Tyron was born and I quit my job. And even before then, it was still his paycheck that was funding our home loan and all the main bills. And so for him, it was such a scary thing to get him on board for, um, for the move because he... I think he truly did feel that it was something that we needed to do. But at the same time, again, when you have, he has established career where he's been with his same job for 20 plus years. He has seniority, he has vacations, sick pay, all these things. And we were looking for a round of where he could transfer, but it was not a guarantee. There was never going to be a guarantee of, oh yeah, we for sure will take you. There wasn't even any, um, we were looking for, areas like we would look at houses around areas where there was um, a location that he could work at but th there was never like a store opening for his specific position at those those locations and so we were going down there in the hopes that when we made an offer on a house that we had um his job that he could transfer and that was not a guarantee and so that was kind of something that we were just like We'll figure it out as it happens. There's nothing to say for sure if we can or cannot get a job or I guess if we could or could not get a loan because we didn't even realize it until later that we would have to have a letter of transfer to be able to have a loan. I guess, so I take that back. You could get a loan. It's called a, uh, it was like a higher risk loan if you were not employed, but the interest rate on the the interest rate did go up. So we obviously wanted to avoid that because we wanted to keep the interest rate as low as possible. But either way, we had such good credit and he had such an established work history that we could get a loan. Um, and so we knew that. And so it would be nice if he got a job, but it wasn't like a need, need thing. But for Travis, you know, it, it was a need thing because he didn't want to feel like he was taking us across the country and then not being able to provide for us. It was very important to him um, that we have some security, which I completely understand. So there was a lot of, as I'm, as I'm looking, as I'm checking things out, as I'm sending things, God is working on his heart. And Travis is just really, it takes him longer to come to the same conclusion that I came to that 
that we needed to move in. So there's so much that went on within that first year. But if you were to look at it from the outside looking in, it would look like nothing really happened. Erin was on her phone a lot. She bugged a few people, talked to some realtors, um, talked some smack at parties about how they were going to move, but no one really believed her. And it was mostly just kept at home. It was kept close to um, the chest. And it was something that me and Travis talked about a lot. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be a loud, noisy thing. Honestly, it probably really shouldn't be a loud, noisy thing because why annoy all of your family and friends with these plans that are just, they're yours. They're your adventure. And it doesn't have to be that you're being rude about it or keeping things from people, but it's going to take your family and friends a long time to come around to the fact that you're moving. If that's not how what they feel that they are called to do and that you're going to up and leave them. Um, and so I would say don't push it. I guess if I could look back, I think I would have been a little bit more kind to my family and friends and maybe not have kept it from them, but not always talked about, it. you know, like not that I tried, but we were excited, you know? So if we were in a party and doing something, I would mention it. And I think part of it too was like, you're not, everyone was like, you're not going to do it. And I was like, watch me, we are going to do it. And so there was this kind of, I just wish I had been more chill about it. I wish I had been, I, I wish I hadn't talked about it as much because it was going to happen either way. But I feel like I, if I didn't mention it, then I would feel like I was not, like if I didn't mention it, sometimes people would be like, so are you still moving? It was just something that it was just there. And it was a lot for all of us to process because no one wanted us to move. We were scared to move, but we also felt we needed to. And now I just feel like I'm kind of getting off track. But what I'm saying is there's going to be a lot of emotions at play from you, from family, from everyone else. So if you feel like you need to pull back and keep this information more towards you and your husband, um, I would definitely encourage you to keep it with your spouse, you know, research together, but it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be noisy. It doesn't have to be something that everyone knows about. You know, you can mention it in passing to those that you love and say, this is something we're considering and thinking about. But until you get to the really serious point, you know, just continue to live your life and, and try to do things as normal as possible because you want to really, especially if you are living, you want to cherish these moments. You want to cherish these last few months. You're going to be by these loved ones and not all, always have this hanging over over the top of it to where it's going to maybe take away from these moments that you get to spend with your favorite people. Also, another thing I should mention is know what you want. So we knew right away that we wanted an old farmhouse. It was, so I, I love houses with personality. I didn't want a cookie cutter house that, you know, everyone else in the neighborhood, every other third person had. I wanted something that was established and I was hoping for barns and outbuildings. We got those, but we have to tear them um, mostly down. But really know, if you're going to do this move, I think that you need to look for something that you are going to fall in love with because moving from your home is going to be hard enough when you leave your family and everything that to compromise on the place that you are going to purchase is just not something that you should do. You need to love this house, which is completely terrifying. <laughs> um, buying a house across the country. I'm not going to lie. It is stressful and I would not want to do it again, but I will share my tips and tricks with you guys on searching, which I hope would help someone. Um, I kind of have a formula now that I've, I did it for two, basically two years, but, um, really, really niche down and decide what it is that's going to make you happy in this house. So when you're sitting on your front porch and you're crying because you miss your friends, you can look around and still be like, gosh, I love this front porch as you're sobbing into your morning coffee. 
<laughs> um, these are things that will matter to you. Uh, and just make sure that it's that it feels good in your gut. Go with your gut feeling. I feel like so much of this is you respond to the good and the bad feelings. And if something is off, don't try to push it. If it's a good deal, but it feels off, then don't try to push it. But if it, if you just have a good feeling about it and everyone else is telling you no, but you have a good feeling, then you research that and you check it out more and you have your realtor go down and you have them walk through it. Um, because don't just listen to outside opinions. Listen to your gut. Even from 2,000 miles away, my gut was pretty, pretty darn solid when I was looking at houses. And I was pretty right on a lot of them. So, I mean, obviously use your realtor, utilize them. I think the biggest thing too is um, my mom is looking into, I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but she's looking into moving across the country now. And she doesn't want to bother a realtor with questions because she's not ready to move yet. Like they are not ready to move. They're not listing their house tomorrow. Um, but that is what the realtors are there for. And that is their job is to be, is to be bugged. And so really really start to to bug people and to ask questions because this is your life. This is your family's life. This is what's, I mean, this is a huge thing. So don't be afraid to annoy someone. And if someone is annoyed by you and there's a realtor and they don't, they just kind of give you the attitude, then please go seek another one out. You want someone on your team. If our realtor, Heather, was not on our team, we would not have our house right now. There was so many moments where we were going to lose this house or things were not going to work out. And she was our advocate. She was our feet on the ground over here. She knew the area. She knew the people. She knew who to call. And she was the reason we were able to, when our first loan company dropped us, um, our the loan lady too in our first company, she was amazing. And she referred us to another company, which ended up not being the greatest, but I don't think any of us would have known or expected at the time. But they, they did fund our loan. It took way more effort and time than we initially thought. But, but really... Set your set your expectations for what you want the place to be. It's okay to compromise a little bit, but it's not okay to compromise a ton. If you want to move to 15 acres with a farmhouse and all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, a, a track development with a house that's two years old, well then that's probably too much compromise and you're going to be bitter and angry once you move and you realize you moved to what? The exact same thing you had before, but in a different state. I mean, it's just, you're, you're going to get bitter at that point in time. So you really want to set ground rules of where, what you want the property to look like, what you want the house to look like. And again, we're not getting like three bedrooms, two baths, two bedrooms upstairs, one bedroom. Like, I mean, within reason is what we're talking about here. Um, and, and then really stick to that. I had, I should do like a whole thing on Zillow and my, filters in it, but there is filters. I, I did a lot of different apps. If you guys have any ones that you think are as great as Zillow, I guess, let me know um, so I can mention them on here. But truthfully, Zillow was the one that I just kept going back to for ease of use and what I could find on it. And even if I found a house on a different app or through a different website, I would always plug it into Zillow and look at it on there. And I would Google and sometimes I'd find other photos other places, but Zillow was my go-to. And so um, just make your specifications, make your list, make what's important to you, where homeschool animals, work, property, weather, all that. Just sit down and just have a, a week or two or a weekend where you and your husband sit down, pour a glass of wine and make your dream list of what you want and put it all on there. Are you going to get all of it? Probably not, but I bet you could get a lot darn closer than you think you can. So that is going to be it for today. 
sorry, I totally slapped my hands together like that was weird, um, on A Leap of Faith is it's just a lot of research and time and quietly looking at things. And that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And it doesn't mean that uh, by being quiet that you're nervous to tell people. It just means that you're doing your reconnaissance. You're taking your time to really check it out, research, and see what's available out there and where you're supposed to go. And that just requires a lot of prayer and a lot of research. And so next episode, I think, um, actually, I have no idea what we're talking about the next episode. My sister's got it all written down somewhere. So, but I hope this was informative. If you guys have any questions, let me know. Make sure to follow along on Instagram. I share things in real time in there and you can be part of the foundation drama and everything else that randomly happens over here, which day by day, you just never know. Um, my Instagram handle is Aaron, E-R-Y-N underscore Waylon underscore online. And other than that, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.